Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. What is up, brother? Mikey Hizzle. Sean Dizzle. It's uh, <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning for me. Yeah, man. It's 1 o'clock here. Doing a little late night. Urgent. Uh, well, well, here's why. I wanted to yeah. do a little midweeker on the tail end of us putting out uh, the last episode, EP65. Which, get the point of us recording this, we haven't even launched 65, but I know you were editing it tonight, and uh, I was up editing some photos, because we just had a wedding, so that's what I do, I burn that midnight oil, and I was listening to it, because you text me about it, and then it just got my mind going, man, and like, there's so much that we could talk about, and I wanted to say, like, on top of the point... Cause I just, dude, I don't remember the, the time in the episode, but I just go off and, uh, (laughs) there's so much more I kind of wanted to say. Really? And I think that it needs to be said and it's, it's something I'm passionate about. I know it's something you're passionate about, so I don't want to do a full episode, but I did want to take a few minutes and just go off on it. And since you were still up. I figured, well, let's just do it while it's knocking around in the old noggin, you know? Go for it, brother. I'm all ears. Well, so, uh, there's a point in the episode, 65, go back and listen to it if you haven't, um, that, you know, I'm kind of just going, I'm going hard, man. And, uh, and there's some other stuff that, like, some other points and topic, well, not topics, but like other, uh, arguments that I kind of wanted to bring up and points. And, you know, the whole thing about like Christianity today in Western civilization in America is so disgusting to me on a majority because we are completely missing the mark and stuff that's being preached from these pulpits it's just, it's not even like biblical really. And it just astounds me that people gravitate to it. And like people continue to go to these churches, you know, and it's not every church, but it's a majority, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like a big thing that really, like I wanted to kind of touch on and it's very timely because right now the whole, being gay and being trans and, you know, however you associate as him, she, it, her, me, them, Zen, whatever, you know what I mean? Zimzer. Yeah. And I'm not even joking about that. Like, I understand that's a real thing, right? But my thing is the churches, in air quotes, like Christian people, right? Like stuff that's being preached from pulpits, people who say they are God-fearing individuals, want to come so hard against gay people and transgender people and LGBT QRS, whatever, like it is called now plus more 
and I'm not, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just, I don't, I don't know what it's called right now because they just changed it and it's hard to keep up with it. Sorry. Yeah. My point is pastors get up and preach like against being gay, you know, turn and burn, like, you know, queers are going to hell. Like you need to adjust your lifestyle or else you're going to die and be eternally wrought with destruction and turmoil, you know? And it's just based on Judaism, man. Like, and, and like, do people understand that? Like, do people really understand that there are 613 laws in the Old Testament, which is part of the Bible that I believe is true? Okay. Just want to preface that. But the part that I don't understand in today's society is like, Okay, so it's easy to say, well, the Bible says you shouldn't be gay. The Bible says you shouldn't get a tattoo. You shouldn't curse. You shouldn't drink. Like all the big ones that everyone wants to point out and throw their stones at people, right? But they're forgetting the other 600 laws, right? They want to point out the 13 and say, oh, well, these are the ones you should never do because if you are, then you... You better turn or burn, because hell and damnation is coming for you. Sure. But that statement alone, like, there's so much to unpack there. First off, that was a very Jewish thing, a very Jewish mindset, right? Yeah. Because the Jews were given 613 laws to live by. Of course, no one ever can live up to that, right? So they always had to have some sort of penance, some sort of sacrifice and for redemption for their soul, right? Fast forward to New Testament. That's why Christ came. That is why Jesus came to die for our sins, to be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, because we cannot live up to 613 laws. We just cannot. Right? Like, right. and honestly, Jews can't eat fucking meat, man. They can't eat beef or pork. Pork, yeah. So, these pastors who are preaching that you can't be gay, do you eat pork? I know you'd be chowing down on some barbecue, bro. It's Sunday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, I know you'd be covenants shit because you want to make more money so that you can have more stuff. I know you got sexual sins going on, and I'm not even going to get into the Catholicism part of that with the whole diddling little boys shit. We're going to leave that alone. It's not for sure. this episode. I'm just saying, like, you want to throw your stones so easily at, oh, you're gay. God doesn't love that. You need to change that. Meanwhile, you're fucking 300 pounds. Dude, I've been to churches where the pastor was so fat and had the diabetes, he couldn't <laughs> stand. He had to be in a wheelchair. Couldn't even get up to the pulpit. And you're talking and preaching about, like, God hates gays and you should turn or burn? Nah, bro. <laughs> you got some shit all wrong. Like, you throw on the wrong motherfucking stone, dude. You know what I'm saying? I do. And so it, if if Christ came 
which I believe he did. He lived among us as God and as man. He was perfect as in never sinned. I don't understand it. I don't have any facts to back that up. That's purely my faith, believing what the New Testament says. And I understand that. If an alien pops up in this room right now and starts speaking in some like word or code or English or whatever, and is like, here's the real mystery of life, and I'm going to tell you everything, then yeah, maybe my opinion is going to change. But as of right now, my faith believes Jesus is exactly who the Bible says he was. Hate me. Don't hate me. Stop listening to this if you'd like. But I got a few points to make if you're interested at all in Christianity in American society because it's completely fucked right now. Here's why. Jesus came. He died. Rose again. Completely defeated death, hell, and the grave. He amended our sins. He was the sacrifice for my inadequacy to live up to the 613 laws and therefore I am saved if I believe in him that's the Bible that's what the Bible says that's the whole point of Jesus coming right Mm -hmm. some things that like popped into my head when I was thinking about this was Jesus spoke about come to me with your heavy yoke like my yoke is light Like, I'll take your burdens, like, lay your burdens at my feet, and I'll take them away. Now, is that, you'll take them away today? I don't know. Five years from now? I don't know. A hundred years from now? I don't know. When you die? I don't know when that is. All I know is Jesus said, my yoke is easy. Now, let's talk about the yoke thing here for a second. That was written as an analogy. Right. Because the Bible was written over 2,000 years ago. Yeah. So what that meant, that spoke to people back then because they understood, well, when you plow, you need either two ox or two cow or two horse or whatever it is, right? Two animals. Now, if you take two animals and you attach them to a plow and you just say, yeehaw, one of them may go to the left. One of them may go to the right. You have to control them both. Therefore, they constructed this wooden thing that connected both of them via the necks and kept them yoked together. Correct? Correct. So that you could control either one of them and they would go straight so that you could plow a straight line. That was the whole point of Jesus saying, come to me, my yoke is light. Right? So he's saying, Come to me, bro. Like, the work that you need to do is light. Like, you you don't need the 613 laws anymore. You come to me, it's grace now. It's not on your actions so much as it is on your belief in me. Because I know that you can't live up to the actions that my father has set forth, right? Yeah. Why, why is that not being taught? Like, why is that not understood? Yeah. Like, I, I, I just yeah. don't, I don't get it. We have in this nation, America, we have this turn or burn mentality. and like, oh, you have to fit in this box. <sighs> and there's no Jesus in that. Yeah. When did Jesus ever condemn anyone? For Christ's sake, the, the people that were hanging next to him. 
on a cross. He was literally dying <laughs> to save humanity, right? So that we could have this bridge made to our creator so that when we die, we don't have to experience not being with our creator, our maker. Like that's the point of heaven, I think. And you can paint it however you want. And I know there's scripture that talks about stuff and blah, 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 blah. But we don't really know. All I'm saying is, here's the savior of the world hanging next to a thief. Someone who deserved to die. And he said, if you believe in me, man, you'll be in paradise. You've literally done nothing to deserve it. And yet, we put people in pulpits and we put them on a TV and we put them wherever and they preach turn or burn they preach the old testament they preach like jewish law and i just don't get it why am i saying all this because it pisses me off that i don't feel like i can tell someone hey yeah i believe in jesus i believe in the bible i'm a christian Because they automatically assume I'm going to uphold them to all these laws and all this bullshit that doesn't matter because Christ has already came to save us from that. Christ's burden is easy. Pastor's burdens is fucking heavy. And I'm sick of it. And I went on a rant on it, but I didn't explain certain parts of it. And I wanted to see what you thought. And I wanted to dialogue just for a minute about it because. I'm still passionate, man. I'm still amped up about it. Like, it's so shitty, man. Like, Christianity in our society, there's so many things that are wrong, and it's it's so simple. Read the Bible. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think? With I mean, I know I kind of unloaded for, like, 13 minutes on that, but, like, <laughs> let's chat, no, bro. So... I, for, for me, it's quite simple. Um, I'm not a Jew and nor are you. And so we're laws, Gentiles. If you're wanting to get biblical about it, right? Sure. But I'm just, I'm just being honest. We forget that it's a Jewish book and we want to try to live by or teach to live by those laws in the old Testament neglecting the fact that those laws were given to the Jewish people, specifically to the Jewish people. They weren't for everybody. They were only for them. It's as if you living in America, trying to live according to the laws of Sweden, what would be the point? And so the way that Paul put it, he said that, look, if you, uh, or John rather, He said that if you're going to live by the law and offend in one point, then you're guilty of it all. The fact is, though, is that you don't have to live according to the law. You're not a Jew. (laughs) It wasn't written to you. Yeah. It's just that simple. For me, it literally is just that simple. I'm not a Jew. It wasn't written to me wasn't written for me. And so when you read the Bible, you have to take into account, and we've said this over and over again, not just the history of the book, 
but the time that you know the the time frame the 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 author who they were specifically talking to and why they were saying the things to that group based on the way they lived at that time so like all of the dietary restrictions were very specific because um God deemed those animals to be unclean and he wanted his Jewish people, his chosen people to live long and prosper. <laughs> Star Trek. Uh, he wanted them to live long and prosper. Therefore, stay away from these foods that are killing everybody else that are around you. You know, they had the, the, the rules about menstruation. Hey, look, if a woman is going through her cycle. She's unclean. For seven days. Like give her a break. Don't be all trying to. Bang it out when she's all bloody. I know that's like. <laughs> probably not the coolest thing to say. But it was for sanitation reasons. Yeah. They didn't have. Showers that you can stand under. You know what I mean? It was a little bit different way back then. It was so um, different. Still different. I mean the rules about. You're trash. These are part of the laws that God gave the children of Israel. Make sure that your trash is away from the food that you eat. And those that didn't, they got the plague. Why? Because you had these different animals that were attracted to the trash. And then they were living amongst their trash. And, um, and getting bit by these rodents and getting diseases as a result. Well, stay away from these different animals that have these diseases and you'll stay clean. Like, uh, there was a lot of rules, but you have to understand the history behind the rules in order to understand why they were given. But still, they were giving specifically to the children of Israel, which we are not. And so, back to that verse you were talking about, it's Matthew chapter 11. Jesus saying, hey, look, my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He was saying, look, I'm not even trying to get you to live according to these laws. All I got is two for you. You can hang all the law and the prophets on these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, you can hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus mm. literally made it easy for anybody that was willing to believe in him. Say, look, dude, all this stuff, yeah. Good, bad, indifferent, cultural, historical, put whatever label you want to put on it. Um, whatever label that you want. But Jesus is still saying, the only thing that I'm looking for you to do is to love me and love people. You do those two things, you fulfill the whole law. You got it. You got what it takes to be. A follower of me. You've got what it takes in order to be accepted by God your Father. Those two things. The rest of it is just, you know, if you want to do it, you put yourself literally in bondage. A greater yoke and a greater burden than what I place on you. That's what Jesus was saying. And it's the same thing that Paul echoed too. In, um, in, in the first church that was in Antioch, um, and, um, in the book of Acts, they talk about a council of the 
elders and apostles that got together. So uh, James, the brother of Jesus, not James the the uh, the other guy, but James, the brother of Jesus, he's the head of the church in Jerusalem, and he calls a council meeting for all of the apostles and and elders in the churches. Okay. And he says the reason for this meeting is because Paul has been preaching that people don't have to be circumcised according to the law. And the rest of you are preaching that they do. So let's have a discussion about it. And at the end of the discussion, it was determined that it was unnecessary to have those that were not Jews to be circumcised according to Jewish law in order to be accepted into the body of Christ, but that they were to have faith in Jesus and abstain from fornication and from things that were strangled. Like, it was like, look, just just try to do a couple little things like we do it. <laughs> but the circumcision, don't worry about it. It's not necessary. It's not important. It's not important. And, and you can take that, that wisdom that James divulged upon the rest of the elders, and you can span that across the rest of the 613. He was saying very simply, look, dude, it is not that important. Like You can try your best all you want. You're going to fail, just like we all fail. And the point of Christ is that his perfection takes our failure and washes it away. That's the beauty of the gospel. Yeah, it is. And I believe that a lot of churches don't teach it. One, maybe they don't know it. Or two, um, it's, a, it's a piety thing. It's a, it's a thing of, hey, look, I don't do these things. That's why I'm above you. You need to come get to my level by stopping doing all these things. Well, if changing your behavior was the way to salvation, then we're all doomed. Like I've said before, it's not about behavior modification. It's about a heart modification. So if your heart isn't in it, it's the same thing like in a marriage. If, if all you're doing is fucking, then your marriage ain't going to last. Because you can do that anywhere. Unless you be right? really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can do that anywhere, though. I'm just but kidding. The, the, the fact is, is that in order to make a marriage work, a covenant like we have with God, we have a covenant based on our faith in Jesus Christ. That's based on an intimate relationship that involves your heart. Yeah. And so if your heart isn't in it, who cares about the, the different activities? Who cares if you buy them a new car or if you buy them a new house? Or if you buy your spouse a, a jewelry or, or whatever the case may be, you can buy whatever you want to buy. You can go through the motions and do this and do that or don't do this and don't do that. But if your heart isn't in it, the marriage isn't going to last. And that's what Paul was trying to say. That's what Jesus was trying to say. That's what all of the New Testament gospel writers were trying to say. That's my two cents. Dude, I totally agree. And it's, <clears throat> I, I just, I, it really astounds me that preachers, people who say 
you know, well, I'm called of Christ to do this thing and to shepherd these people and listen to what I have to say that it, it's not that, you know? Yeah. And it's so aggravating. Like, I wish people could really hear and see the true message of Christ, you know? Yeah. And not that, like, that doesn't happen. I'm just saying on a majority level, like, honestly, thinking about, you know, again, I was listening to uh, episode 65 and just thinking about stuff, and I'm like, man, one of the thoughts that got me going was how many preachers and pastors in today's Christian churches stand up there each week, and they're just like the Pharisees in the Bible. Sure. Who said, well, if you're the son of God, then this and that. Yeah. Well, doesn't the scripture say this and that? And Christ was like, Jesus himself was like, in my terms, like, you don't get it. Like, that's, fuck all that shit in my layman's terms. Like, that's not it. Okay? Yeah. My burden is easy. My yoke is light. Believe in my father, believe in me, have a relationship. That's it. That's it. It's literally that simple. It is. And that's why, again, it astounds me that, you know, fucking Christians today, air quotes, we're hypocrites and we're trying to live off the Old Testament still. Yeah. Wake up. Get down from your pulpit. Get off your high horse. Throw your stones down. Like, what judgment's coming to you? Because <laughs> you're leading people astray. Like, I just, yeah. I, I don't know. Who, who am I to judge people? I get that. Like, but at the same point, it's, it's just like, oh, man, this needs to change. It needs to change. I, I can't get away from that. Like, and I honestly, I feel inadequate because I'm like, I don't want to say like, oh, I have everything figured out. I don't have everything figured out. I have a lot of questions. I struggle with a lot of stuff in the Bible, yeah. Old and New Testament. Revelations, yeah. what the fuck? Like, were you tripping on acid? I don't know <laughs> how much of that's, you know, like mushrooms. Good Lord. You know what I mean? But like, sure. The core truth of who Jesus was and is, that's what I focus on. And I completely, that is my faith. Everything else, I'm figuring out, man. And I'm willing to talk about and to study and read and debate and wonder and blah, 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 blah. And honestly, I'll never know until I die or dun, 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 here comes Jesus riding on the white horse and comes back the way he said he would in the new test i you know whatever i don't know yeah with a tattoo on his thigh <gasps> but like how sick would that tattoo be though you know what i'm saying yeah it says king of kings and lord of lords it's gotta be dope it's gotta be a badass tattoo like i just got a tattoo and i love it like i yeah. literally can't stop looking at it all day <laughs> And even right now, I, I just love it, man. Uh, you sent me that picture of it. I thought it was a Rose of, Sh- a Rose of Sharon. 
Yeah, dick. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, like, dude. Yeah. If you call yourself a Christian, you claim that faith. Can you just do me and do Christ? Well, more importantly, do Christ a favor. A favor. Favor. You said do me. What did I just say? Do me. Like, stop. Just, just stop condemning people. Yeah. Like, let's go back to the whole gay thing. Okay, you want to throw your stone at gay people. All right. Let's analyze your life. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to do that, though, do you? No. Like, you know, and I'm going to start repeating myself here in a moment. That's all right. But, but check I, it. I just don't understand the, you well, know. Oh. You said stop condemning people, right? And so that verse, Romans 8 and 1, is, is again, to me, is very simple. But yep. I've studied this stuff for my entire life, you know? Uh, all 57 years. And I try years. my best to, huh? All 57 years. Yeah, shut up. I, I try <laughs> my best to, to break it down as simple as possible for people. And I, and I really hope that I, I'm not, like, talking over people's heads. But Romans 8 and 1, it says there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The rest of the verse, though. Those who do not walk in the flesh, but in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? And let me make sure I get that, that verse absolutely right. Well, and to me, that alludes to the relationship part of faith. Well, so, yeah, so that's what I was, that's what I was going to say. So, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, I want to say it just right. Where are you what getting is the rest it from? Of it? I'm just trying to go to. Um, I like Blue um, Letter Bible personally. So yeah, I'm not a big Blue Letter. Oh, I do. Bible they got all the resources person. there for you. So, um, because I, I I I think I, um, I yeah I was I was confusing two verses at the same time. It's another version of Second Corinthians that talks about walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit. But uh, the rest of the uh, verse two says, uh, "Through Christ Jesus, the law of spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death." And 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 basically, when you break that down, what he's talking about is when you're you got two laws here, the law of sin and death. You've got also the law of the spirit. All right. Those are two separate things. The law of sin and death all has to do with the laws, the 613 laws. The law of the spirit has everything to do with being born again, meaning coming into relationship with Jesus Christ. It is the fact that when we're born, we're born spiritually dead, cut off from God, from the life of God, spiritually. But upon acceptance of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you become born again, you become made alive in in your spirit. That is the law of the spirit. The law of the spirit is that you are dead before Christ, alive 
once you accept Christ. That is the law of the spirit. The law of sin and death is all about the 613 laws. So Paul says that when you sin, sin has a penalty, and that penalty is death, right? So the reason why Jesus had to die was because the penalty of sin is death. In the Old Testament, when there was a law that was broken, the penalty of that law being broken was death. So either that person died or they brought an animal sacrifice and that animal took on symbolically the sin of that person and that animal was put to death. It was sacrificed. Yeah. And so there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus because of Christ Jesus through the law of the spirit. He's given us life and made us free from the law of sin and death. So through him, we have life eternal, eternal life. It's called salvation. And we are no longer bound to that law, which we always break and we always fail in that causes sin and the resulting consequence of death. So we have to choose as Christians, which law we want to live by because you can't live by both. Either you're going to live by the law of the Spirit, which is relationship with God through grace and faith in Jesus Christ, or you're going to live by the law of the old commandment, the 613 laws, which will lead to sin and death because we're flawed human beings who make mistakes. You have to choose which law you want to live by. Do you choose condemnation and guilt? Or do you choose life and freedom and relationship? You can't have both. You choose one or the other. Me personally, I choose life. Yep. So. Yeah, if you continue reading Romans 8, verse 12 says, So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh. To live according to the flesh, which is essentially our heart, and the things we want. <clears throat> 13. If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Which is again Christ saying, my yoke is easy. Yeah. (laughs) And my burden is light. You don't have to live by all that shit anymore. Yeah. You choose 613 that you'll never keep or two that you might do a pretty doggone good job of keeping. So all you pastors out there. Who be preaching, turn or burn, gays, sluts, tattoos, drinking. <laughs> gays and sluts. Like, <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. Like, if, if you go to that church, please stop. Just read the Bible for yourself. You would get way more out of yeah. it, I feel like, if you actually study. And honestly, no doubt about whether it. you like it or not, Blue Letter Bible. They have tools. 
literally I'm looking at it right now. You can click on tools. They have concordance. You can look at commentaries, cross-references, dictionaries, you know, multiple yeah. versions of the Bible. Go to Bible Gateway. I mean, there's so many out there. Listen, oh, brother. Like, Jesus, when he spoke, was in red, not in blue. <laughs> what up, KJV? <laughs> but seriously, my point is, do some research, man. Make your faith your own. Like, have that relationship. Yeah. Because uh, what better way for unchurched to become a thing? Like, let's get back to church. That's our thing. It's not about, oh, we hate the bride of Christ, and we hate scripture, and we hate religion, and we hate God, and we don't think Jesus is real. No, we do. But the way the church is being portrayed today absolutely is disgusting. Yeah. And it needs to change and or die. Yeah. Uh, you know. Anyway. But you're not you're not saying anything too too crazy radical. I mean Jesus No when he was uh when he was walking around um, before the Pharisees, he said, look, you tear this temple down and in three days I'll raise it right back up. He, that, that was, that was poetic and literal at the same time. Part of what he was saying was his own physical temple, right? His body, right? Basically you kill me. I'll be back in three days. Don't worry. Okay, that was one. He said the Son of Man has power to lay down his life, and he also has power to take it back up. That's what Jesus said of himself. The, the other part of that that was figurative um, was the fact that he said that he prophesied that the temple, Solomon's temple, would be torn down. Yep. And he said that there will not be one stone that would be left upon another. You know, so... Jesus prophesied that with his death, burial, and resurrection would come the end of the temple where they did all of their worship, where they did all of their animal sacrifices, where they did all of their incense burning and the table of showbread and all of that stuff, man, where the, where the uh, Ark of the Covenant would sit, you know, where all of the gold cups and plates and and everything was where all of the priests did all of their services unto god he said look it's all going to come to an end and there won't be one stone left upon another because the real church is inside of the believer not inside of the walls that was his point and that's what we're all about i'm so proud to be part of the unchurched because yeah. Hey, if the if Solomon's temple, the 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 place of worship was torn down, and it was, if you look at history in 70 AD, right? 70 AD, um, I can't remember the 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 guy's name. Um but he was his empire was huge and he was overthrowing a bunch of different major cities uh, in that time. Uh, his name escapes me right now. Anyway, uh, 
he was prophesied about by, I want to say it was Daniel that prophesied about him coming. And this was like 2,000 years before Christ even stepped on the scene. And that prophecy was fulfilled in, in 70 AD uh, with the seas of Jerusalem. They burned the whole city down. Um, so um, there you have it, man. Jesus was all about tearing down those walls of the building so that the true church could rise up, which is me and you, which is every believer, which is every person that names the name of Christ. They are the church. Not to mention, and I know you know this, but for the rest of you that, that are listening, that are enjoying us nerd out right now on scripture, the word church actually in the original Greek is the word ecclesia, which means not a building. It literally means the called out ones. Think about that for a second. We think that what we do is church. We think that going to a building and having three fast songs and offering in two slow songs and then hearing a word, we think that that's church. Just like in Jesus' day, they thought that it was church to go to the temple and make animal sacrifices for your sins and to do all of these feasts and ceremonies and, and forms of worship. They thought that that was church. But when you look at the original text in the original language where it was written, the word church means ecclesia, means called out ones. Where are you called out from? You're called out from those four walls. You're called out from the old form of doctrine of what you should be. You're called out from the society. You're called out from everything. You're you're called out to be set apart, to be different, to be unique, to be a peculiar people, as, as the writer of Hebrews puts it. Yep. He says, you're a chosen people, you're a chosen generation, you're a peculiar people. That's what we're called to be. That's what Jesus wants us to be. The church, the called out ones, not the church that are stuck in the four walls listening to one man or doing your small groups, or or having your your little uh, <laughs> having your uh, sound ministry and your your decorating ministry and your knitting ministry and all that stuff that you're doing. <laughs> all that shit is cute on paper, but in reality, it's not church. It's not really what we're supposed to be. So, yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I think right, your little leave. short rent you wanted to do was forty five minutes, bruh. Well, I think we should leave it here and then say peace, bro, but <laughs> church isn't a building. Screw That's the right. church. It's the people. Well, I said it wrong. Yeah, you did. Church is not the building. It's the people. Screw the church. Screw the building. We're the unchurched. <laughs> Damn it. Jesus, man. It. Come on, bro. You said it. <laughs> You said it, bro. The church is not the building, it's the people. That's right. Screw the building, we're the unchurched. All right, peace. All right, peace. Hey, everybody, it's Laurel, the self-appointed fan club president. You can visit Unchurched Podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com 
or at unchurchedpod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.